Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. Uh, I'm Lynn Pryor, your host, and my co-host with this is Chris Johnson. And joining Chris and me today is Amber Vaden. Amber, thank you for taking the time to call in and be a part of our podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Now, if you were not with us for our previous podcast, Amber was a guest there as well. Amber is the content editor for Bible Studies for Life's Daily Discipleship Guide. Just as Chris oversees our senior adult resources, Amber does a phenomenal job with our Daily Discipleship Guide. And of course, Amber is not just an editor. Amber has a background in student ministry, BCM work, and uh, she leads a group at her own church as well. So uh, she is very much a practitioner of what we do. We are in the final uh, week of uh, looking together at some passages from First Peter in a, in a um, study called Living with Hope in a Broken World. And uh, so today we're, we're talking about the culmination of our hope. Uh, it's, it's a good wrap up for us um, in, in, our, in our discussion of First Peter and uh, the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And uh, looking forward to our conversation today as we talk about that. Right. So as we wrap it up, this this last study, it, we're going to be First Peter five. We're going to see this idea that what we hope for in Christ will one day be fully attained. Now we have a hope in Christ. Now there's joy. There's a rejoicing in that, as we've seen in our previous sessions and podcasts. But we're going to see that we're going to fully experience it one day. Let me just share a quote with you from uh, C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. Uh, Lewis wrote this. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that does not prove that the universe is a fraud. Probably earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy, but only to arouse it to suggest the real thing. I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's brilliant. Right. <laughs> and I thought in that one thing, he just captures the point we're driving at here, this idea that what we hope for in Christ, it will one day be fully attained. Now, to get us there, uh, we're going to jump into 1 Peter 5, verse 5, and we're going to move toward this, this uh, culmination, this idea that our, our hope culminates one day. But let me just, uh, verse 5, he says, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time. I was preaching some of this uh, several years ago. It's, it's, it's quite a while ago, and um, uh, referenced this passage from First Peter: "God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble." And uh, a, a, a really good friend of mine—he might even listen to this podcast—came uh, up to me following the service and said, "Man, I need to hear that. I, I struggle with pride, and I don't want God to be opposed to me." <laughs> So uh, it was an eye-opening thing for me. I, I never thought about it from that perspective, but uh, he, he really caused me to look at this passage from a whole different perspective. That's good. And I, there's a phrase that uh, Peter used here. It's, it's uh, all of you clothe yourselves with humility. That, that one word there, that verb clothe, this is the only place 
this particular uh, word for clothe is used in the New Testament. And the, the word picture I want you to see here is what the word meant in the Greek was when you clothe yourselves, it was an, the apron that a, a slave would wear. And of course, we're called, you know, we're to be the bond servants of Christ, to be his servants. But they, when they were ready to begin their service, the slave would wrap themselves with this apron. That's the idea behind the word clothe, a particular apron. So what he's saying is, as we serve, as we are the slaves of Christ in that sense, you need to wrap that apron of humility around you as you serve. I thought that's a great word picture. It really is. Uh, when, when I first um, uh, read that, uh, I immediately went to Paul's references to taking off and putting on clothes and 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 i just assumed it was the same kind of idea so it was interesting for me to to hear you explain that yeah i think it's um well any any time i think there's a, a visual image like that i think it's really helpful because it only uh, puts that puts that thought puts that truth um that instruction into our minds just a, it's just how we learn and so what a what a powerful picture to say clothe clothe yourselves with humility and now we we have a, a mental idea uh, to go along with that and Amber what I think is interesting I can just picture Peter as he's writing this telling us to clothe yourself with humility that he's looking back in his mind to the time the last supper that last night together Jesus washes their feet mm -hmm. but it talks about how he picked up and he you know he, he wrapped that apron on him. He was going to serve. So as he's telling us to clothe ourselves with humility, I just can't help but wonder, was that going through the back of his mind? Yeah, I've seen that done before with Jesus. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, it's that a really powerful. Is. It's good. And of course, and it uh, it's not just nice theology. Ooh, that's an interesting word picture. But it is so stinking practical. I mean, what he's telling us to do is that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be wrapped up with humility uh, in, in what we do. And so, but the, the picture he says here, as you do that, as you, as you wrap yourself up with humility, God will exalt you. He, as he said there, as uh, we saw in um, verse six, uh, do this so that he may exalt you at the proper time. Mm -hmm. I, I love verse seven, casting all of your cares on him uh, because he cares for you. That's such, that's so rich. That's so good to know that when we live that kind of lifestyle, when we humble ourselves before God, that a part of that means we can, we can throw, we can give those kind of whatever is our burden or whatever is a care of our heart. We can take it to God and know that we can do that because he cares for us. It's a, it's a good reminder. Uh, it's just such a good reminder that uh, he takes, he takes delight in taking care of his people. And so it's a, it's a sweet verse. It really is. You know, we've, we've talked some about uh, things that we've discovered and learned because we've uh, gone through the, the horrors of living through the, the COVID-19. And uh, I can't help but, but think that there were uh, a lot of people uh, through that that season when it was the worst that uh, took these verses to heart um, in uh, casting their cares upon God 
trusting in him because mm-hmm. you know we just didn't have any other choice but to depend upon him but to do that knowing that he cares for us uh, is, a, is a good reminder for us so with that mm-hmm. though um we want to make sure the trust just doesn't become some type of passive thing. We don't do anything. We just, well, I'm just going to trust God. And we're just what come, what may happens to us. Uh, there's the other side of that where Peter in the next verse, he says, I want you to be sober minded and alert. In other words, there needs to be some diligence. Yes. Trust Christ. But that doesn't mean you just passively just sit back and let whatever happened happen. You trust him in the midst of difficulties, trials, you serve with humility. But let me remind you at the same time, he says, be sober minded, be alert. Uh, he, he finishes on that verse. He says, your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. So one of the questions that uh, we all ask um, in, um, in in the different pieces of, of uh, Bible studies for life that we work on was how how would you describe the way the devil works in our culture? Would both of you take a moment to talk about uh, your your response to that to kind of maybe start the, the folk as folks listen to this podcast to, to maybe help them to kickstart that kind of thought process. Oh yeah. I have a word that I think is, he just does this so often. I just, I think he's a deceiver. I think um, the devil's the deceiver. He tries to take uh, things that are the truths of God and uh, he turn tries to turn things around so that we don't quite know what is right and what is wrong. And uh, I think it is, it is unfortunately sometimes successful uh, because he is so crafty. <laughs> but I think he, I think he lies and he deceives. And those are the things that I try to remember um, when I'm in, in the middle of a difficult situation. Uh, Lynn, you, you uh, quoted uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, he, he also wrote the screw tape letters. That, uh, <laughs> uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, it, it is a great, now, granted it's, it's dated. Uh, sure. It's because there's offices reference to uh, the war they were going through, but uh, that is a great picture of how um, Chris helped me remind uh, Wormwood. Uh, yes, Wormwood was the nephew. Is that correct? That is correct. That he's right, and it's trying to teach him how to deceive people. You know, yeah. this is how you do it, <laughs> and that's just a great uh, to remind it reminds us. As Amber pointed out, I think that's the biggest way he works. Is he is a liar, but he makes his lie sound like truth. Or sometimes he takes a mm-hmm. truth and adds to it, so that it becomes uh-huh. a half truth. And it's that deceptive way we get used to it, and we're so clueless of the lie. Now. I have, my son has got me watching this show on Netflix called Tiger King. It is like the documentary to watch right now. Everybody's, oh, have you seen Tiger King? And as, as he described it to me, this is like watching a train wreck happen. Uh, just these people who are into uh, big cats. They are into the, 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 the lions and the tigers and, and just having this for show purposes or some, they just want them as, as pets, uh, the breeding they do. But anyway, what, what caught me in this is they raise these big cats from kittens. I guess that's what you call them. Little lions. And, you know, they'll show pictures of them cuddling with them and playing with them. But then they, they 
they get into big cats and big lions, and uh, they uh, they forget that these are, you know, these are lions, these are tigers that you're talking about. And so there's one of the workers at one of these, growing up being around all these cats, he's feeding this uh, particular animal, and that animal bites his arm off, literally takes the arm off. And so all of a sudden I realized this passage here, your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion. They were deceived into thinking, Oh, these are just like, you know, fluffy, the kitten. No, it's a big cat. And so there's that idea of you always need to be sober minded, be diligent, be Be on your guard. (laughs) Exactly. You got to be on your guard. And that's so uh, practical and needed for us as believers as we walk with christ we still need to watch out for those lies those those are half truths that deception that happens good word okay well let's look at the uh the last section here is uh first peter uh, 5 verses 10 and 11 the god of all grace who called you into his eternal glory in christ will himself restore establish strengthen and support you after you have suffered a little while. Now, this is where we see the culmination of our hope in these uh, several weeks as we've been talking about First Peter and living with hope in a broken world. It's all coming home right here that we have hope now, but we're going to see the fullness of that, all that Christ has for us when we get to that eternal glory in Christ. Yeah, I like this. I like this part so much uh, of this study because I think it really, uh, it can be summarized pretty quickly. Our hope is, our hope just fully lies in the Lord. Um, and, and that is a well-placed hope. Uh, that is not a, a, a wish or a false hope. That is one that is, is placed in um, the God of the universe who does not change. Uh, and it goes through and it says he will restore, establish, strengthen, and support us, uh, we can have hope and we can have a living hope, not, not just because whatever it is we're in is, you know, everything comes and goes, uh, not because of our strength or, or anything related to us. We have hope because of God. And that is, um, that is a precious truth uh, that is not going to change tomorrow or the next day or, or ever. Good point. That, that really wraps up this whole study of living with hope in a broken world. Because when we have that view toward eternity, any suffering we're, that we're going to experience is really short by comparison, comparison to eternity. Yeah. It really and, is true. When, when, um, so when we're, when we're young, uh, we, uh, my experience in, in, as, as a young person, as a young pastor, was even though it was like when I thought of eternity and heaven, it was just more of a something that's out there in the future that I kind of bank on. It's kind of like your 401k. If you have one, it's, you know, you don't think about it a lot. You just know it's there. And uh, <laughs> we've mentioned COVID uh, so over the last several weeks, one of the, one of the people who, uh, who died because of, of COVID-19 was a country music artist and, songwriter uh joe diffie yeah and joe diffie wrote a song in the early 90s uh it was uh prop me up by the jukebox when i die <laughs> and the the phrase that always came to mind and I, I talked about this in sermon was the next phrase it was lord i want to go to heaven 
but I don't want to go tonight. And, and I think that's how a lot of Christians live. It's like, well, I'm glad I got that, but you know, I, I want to go, but I'm not signing up to go right now. And, uh, for the for people who use, uh, senior adult Bible studies for life, uh, their perspective on heaven is very different in the twilight years mm-hmm. of their lives is they're uh, in their seventies and moving uh, toward uh, the end of their lives. The thought and the focus and the meaning and the purpose of heaven is so much uh, before them, uh, very different from when they were young and uh, I don't want to go right now. So uh, this is a good reminder <laughs> of the hope that we have in Christ. Glad I'm reminded of the, I'm reminded of the story, the uh, elderly couple that died there in heaven and they're seeing all the glories of heaven, just how phenomenal everything Christ has for them. And the husband finally re, uh, kind of just sort of punches his wife on the arm and says, you know, if you hadn't fed me all those bran muffins, I would have been here 10 years ago. <laughs> and, and, and I think there, there is that sense of, I don't want to go now. But there is such a glory that we can't even imagine that uh, when we get there, we're going to go, boy, I wish I would got here earlier. Uh, so there is a there is an end to what we're, our suffering, and there is a great hope for us that awaits us. Thanks for listening to Bible Studies for Life uh, adult podcast. We appreciate you. We do this for you. We're, we're glad that you join us on a regular basis and hope that you'll encourage others to, to join us. Hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, uh, Lynn and Amber are both going to say a few things here at the end about some other uh, helps and resources that we have. And uh, I want to, I want to end by saying uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh politics so that Uh might be an interesting conversation to have uh in the middle of uh, everything that's going on in our world uh as we head toward a presidential election uh we were intentional to to uh create this single lesson uh for people to have conversations about this and to be mindful of how we do that so we'll, we'll talk about that more next week Good. Now, Amber's going to share a teaching tip with us, but before she does, let me just take a moment and tell you about uh, a resource. Now, this won't apply to all the leaders, uh, but for some of you, you might be interested in this. If you use the adult material, not the daily discipleship guide or young adult, senior adult, but if you use that one that's called adult for all ages of adult, we provide a group box. Now, it's uh, what it is, it's a single box that you would receive, and it has 10 personal study guides in it. It has your leader guide. It has a leader pack. It has a copy of advanced Bible study, and it has an issue of biblical illustrator. It's all bundled together. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, there's a, there's two practical reasons we've done that. One is there's actually a cost savings as opposed to ordering those uh, 14 different items separately. There is a cost savings by getting the box, but it, it also is helpful that you, instead of getting all these resources that whoever distributes material at your church, trying to find out, okay, make sure he gets the books he ordered, this and that, he, you just get this single box. It's all there. Now, what if you need more than 10 personal study guides? Well, you order three, four, 
five more, however more you need for your group. But it's just an easy and it's a convenient way to do it. You can get a, uh, one that has the CSB translation in it, or you can get one with the King James in it. Anyway, I just want to mention that as a quick, handy, ease of use type of thing if you use the adult materials. But Amber, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you share your words of wisdom and a teaching tip. Yeah, thanks, Lynn. So in the Daily Discipleship Guide, at the back of at the back of the book, there are teaching plans that um, give a pretty pretty clear path of how to go through a group meeting or a Bible study. Uh, and at the end of this session, uh, right before you dive into the Live It Out section, uh, there is a great teaching tip given in a teaching plan. So I thought I would share it. Um, so this is week six out of six, so we're wrapping up uh, six weeks of studying uh, First Peter. And so this is kind of a, just a creative way to uh, look back at what's been studied and maybe um, summarize or uh, wrap up just some main ideas. So one thing, uh, so before your group time, gather or find or purchase a trophy, it could be a toy, it could be an actual trophy, it could be a medal, maybe you're a runner if you've gotten a medal, uh, or you can just print off a picture of one, um, but display that, uh, it, it just needs to be something that conveys the idea of a long-awaited prize, something that required uh, maybe training or some time spent to earn it uh, or to um, achieve it, and pass that around, let your group discuss uh, this question. So here's the question. Based on this six-week study and today's passage specifically, what does First Peter teach us about the end result of a life spent following Jesus? Wow. So it kind of just sums up. Yeah, I think that's a good question, right? And uh, help them to really think through what what rewards can Christians anticipate? We we certainly have um, the benefit of the Holy Spirit and and the Lord with us as we um, go through each day of our lives, but that is not it. We are promised even more. <laughs> We're promised even more. And so just a, I think that's a good reminder uh, for people, especially if they're in the middle of a difficult season or um, uh, a time of suffering, but what, what things based on scripture can we, can we look forward to that we know will one day happen? Even if we're like Chris mentioned even younger uh, people who maybe aren't thinking about that a whole lot right now, they just need to know. They need to know what, what has been promised and who, um, what God is, has given us in his word uh, to, to count on and to depend on. Good, good word. Thank you so much. Again, we want to thank all of you for listening to um, this podcast and encourage you to come back and be with us again next week. Have a good day. 